Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Coffee Clutch with Ron and Jill. I'm Jill. You're Jill? <laughs> and I'm Ron? Are we doing sure. Okay. <laughs> That's what we're doing. Hey, start over. No, that's it. That's it. I'm Ron and that's Jill. <laughs> and I'm Aunt Jill. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> All right. Off to a great start. We're off to a great start. All right. How are you, Aunt Jill? I am very well. How are you, Ronald? I'm doing great. <laughs> great, great. <laughs> Obviously. Obviously. I don't know if you've had enough of Aunt Jill's coffee. Maybe no, I not. may need another cup of coffee. <laughs> At the break, right. we'll get another cup of coffee. All right. That sounds like a okay. plan. Uh, but last week, we had Siri pick uh, a movie off of the AFI Top 100 list. It was Forrest Gump. We were Today, we were watching Forrest Gump, a Robert Zemeckis film released in 1994, starring good old Tom Hanks. All right. Robin Wright. And, and Gary, Gary Sinise, Sinise. Who is phenomenal. Who is phenomenal. Gary Sinise was also the the guy who introduces the ride Mission Space in Epcot in Disney World. Right. So, so Gary Sinise is a big deal down in Orlando. He is a big deal. But, Getting um, back to... Let's get back. We'll get back to Forrest. Forrest Gump. <laughs> run, Forrest, run. It's funny because I, I just showed Aunt Jill the Weird Al parody Gump and I, I, I've listened to that song a billion times as a kid, but I'd never, I mean, I've, I've seen Forrest Gump, obviously, before, but this is the first time I listened to that song after, like, immediately after watching the movie, and it is so funny. And for those who don't know, Ronald's is obsessed. He, exactly. He's obsessed. He's a lunatic when it comes to... Weird Al, but uh, every time I see Weird Al, I can't help but think of Ronnie. I know everybody. Everyone sends me all the, yeah. the the links on Facebook. Like, yeah. oh, look what Weird Al did. I'm like, oh, bitch, I know. Do you think? Do you think? Do you think I don't know what Weird Al did today? I know. So, but, and didn't you run into him? My or oh, your mom? My did. mom ran into him in Nashville and bought tickets for me. Like the minute she saw him. And then he, she had him call me. Right. She met him on the street. Met him on the street, bought tickets, and then told Weird Al to tell me that I was going to his show whenever it was. How funny is that? That was, and then, That's awesome. And then I, met, I paid for like a meet and greet, and I met him in Florida. You have, you have an awesome mom. I do have an awesome you mom. You do. You have an awesome Wendy's mom. Wendy is amazing. Wendy is amazing. Anyway, so um, let's get back to the picture. To the movie. The picture. The picture. Yeah, my grandmother used to say, call them pictures. Mm -hmm. They would pick, oh, mm -hmm. that's a nice picture. So anyway, there's so many, you know, the historical ties mm -hmm. in this movie. And that was one of the conditions that Tom Hanks did it. He wanted it to be historically accurate. And I don't know if, you know, he does like all these historical shows or series on CNN, actually. Tom Hanks does? Tom Hanks. He produces a lot I of think them. I, I think I, I, I've heard of yeah, one. Yeah, like the 2000s yeah. and, uh, you know, the 1980s. I believe those are all 
Tom Hanks. Oh, that's produced. so cool. Yeah, I yeah, have yeah. to look into that. Yeah. So, um, watching a movie like this as an, a quote unquote adult, you understand. I understand history. the history of it right. a lot more, and now it just reaffirms the 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 fact that this is one of my favorite movies. And I have to tell you, the one thing that I I loved right away, the very first time I saw this movie, was the soundtrack. The it's got soundtrack, a killer is soundtrack. So, it and it flow it because they they don't play the whole song. They but don't. They do it like a 30-second clip, and yes. then it goes immediately into another great song. But, you know, and it's funny because the songs, which I didn't really pick up on, mm-hmm. are so tied into the scene and the dialogue yes. and the character development that's going on. Like when Jenny is little and, you know, she's going through the thing with the father who was, you know, sexually abusing her and her sisters. Uh-huh. Um and she's praying in the cornfields and she makes Forrest play, make me a bird to fly, fly far, to fly yes. far, far away from my daddy. Right. Yes. So, and then when she's on the ledge and free bird is playing in the background, I'm like, Oh, she's going to fly far, far away. And then when he had rescued her from the strip club where she was singing yes. and she puts her foot on the railing and she said, do you th- remember when I prayed, yes. do you think I could fly like a bird? You know, so that that pain of, you know, that childhood trauma. And it's like she comes and goes in and out of his life. I always got the impression she didn't appreciate him. But where am I going with what I was just going to say? You know, oh, it's because of her childhood trauma. Wait, that was such a good ramble. As I didn't even know you were rambling. Well, there you go. You know, and because it was so on top, it, it was so on point, and I had no idea you didn't know what you were talking about. And that's how you do it, Ron. That's podcasting, baby. <laughs> that's a podcast. <laughs> anyway, so but, but anyway. getting back to, yeah. I didn't, I didn't really understand. I think when I first saw the movie, mm-hmm. the pain and how she was traumatized, yes. and how this screwed her up for the rest of her life. That, that's what I was going to say. Because because like when people first watch the movie, like, oh, like she's screwing him over. Like he he's uh she's playing with his emotions and then right. eventually they get married. Like but but when you when you actually look at it, she's she's damaged. And she doesn't want to give Forrest all of that extra baggage. Well, you know what it is? You don't appreciate you know, it's almost like she was in self-destruct mode. Yeah. So if she if she did say, okay, Forrest, I'll marry you and like cut out all that other BS, she was in self-destruct mode because of everything that had happened to her as a child. So Yes, but she's also I think she's also a creature of habit. Because when Forrest asked her, Will you marry me? And then she says no. Right. And then he goes up to his bed and then she comes in and right. then they have sex. And right. then the next morning she's gone. That's what she's used to. That's what she knows. Yes. She's yes. used to sleeping with, with a man and then just going because that's, that's how she's treated by everybody. And then that's what she's used to. So she didn't want to fall into those same habits again with Forrest. She didn't want to put Forrest through all of that nonsense and garbage. So to protect him, this is what I'm taking from She him. leaves she him. She leaves him. That's, that's because a very, it would very be, interesting it would be, point. It would be better for him. For if me she to weren't there, around. that's true. You know, like she sees how good he is. Yes. You know, and how he's taking care of her because she slept and slept and slept for days. Yeah. You know. Wait, which, what do you? What do you? Because they never <clears throat> explained that. Because like, what do you think that was? Oh, she had AIDS. You think that was with AIDS? Oh, absolutely. Because okay. at the end, when he 
you know, when when she asked him to come and she introduced him to Forrest. Oh, his daddy's name is Forrest, too. That was just too hysterical. You know, she says, I'm sick. The doctors don't know what's wrong. Oh, I have a virus. And that was in the 80s. Yes, that was early 80s, you know. And that, that let me tell you, living through that was kind of scary, too. Yeah? yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. Do I Well, okay. Um, well, we had a, fam- a close family friend who had gotten really sick, and he ended up passing away. And it was literally before AIDS was a term. And the doctors were saying there was something wrong with his immune system. It's some kind of autoimmune thing. Like, I mean, that's how early in this. And then no one was sure how you got it. And to see, you know, like grow, grow when I was growing up and I, and I was learning about, you know, the birds and the bees and the facts of life. It was, you know, First of all, you don't have premarital sex. You know, you should wait till you're married. And, you know, <laughs> and if you should before you're married, you know, it was always you, you, to prevent pregnancy. You want to make sure that you're using something. When my kids now who were born in 82, 83, 85, um. now I have to explain that it wasn't a matter of pregnancy. It was a matter of life and death. Oh, shit. So, but yeah, as a parent, you know, it kind of changed the conversation that I had to have with my children as opposed to the conversations that were had with me. I I don't know. It's just, it's weird to me because I was raised your different way. Like the way, the way that you were raised was different than the way that your generation was raising my generation. Yes, yes. And... And like that's it's just it's like everything just seems so like oh like well why wouldn't we do this like this just seems normal to me but then like like your generation or the generation before you they're like that's blasphemous well, why would you do that yeah well you you mean the premarital thing or just the well there, there's a, there's a whole there's a lot of topics that would fall well there are a lot time. of topics in here so yes. we're gonna take a break good good segue good call all right <laughs> see you in a bit. Hey everyone, it's Ron. I just wanted to keep this quick and just give you a couple of updates and talk to you about what's going on with the podcast. Uh, so where do we start? Oh, uh, first of all, thank you so much for everybody who listened to the first episode. We got like, I think like a hundred downloads on Podbean, which is super great for a first episode. So thank you so much for everyone who listened and downloaded and reached out with messages and kind words. I'm so glad that everybody's falling in love with Aunt Jill as much as I do. I'm so glad I finally get to share her with the world. So I really Really hope you guys continue to listen and uh, fall in love with her uh, as much as I do. Make sure you're following us on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, give you some updates, uh, start some conversations, share the next movie that we are watching uh, so maybe you guys can watch it and then uh, you can join in on the conversation on those sites after you listen to the episode, which would be super cool. Uh, but if you want to follow us there, make sure you're following us at Coffee Clutch Pod. I had a couple of people who were concerned about moving from their preferred podcast service of choice to Podbean because Podbean's a little out there. It's a little weird. Uh, no one's really heard of it. I never heard of it. I have some good news for you about eh, 
maybe like an hour or two after we had launched our first episode and we submitted our podcast to Apple Podcasts and Spotify, we were almost immediately approved the second time we applied. So, but regardless, we are now on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. All you have to do is just type in the title of the podcast that is Coffee Clutch W slash Ron and Jill. Make sure you do the W slash. If you type in the word with, you're not going to find it. So Coffee Clutch W slash Ron and Jill. Subscribe, rate to us, comment, subscribe, rate, comment, subscribe, rate, comment, subscribe. I'm rambling. Enjoy the rest of the episode. I'll talk to you guys in about a half a second. Bye. And we're back. Oh, Jesus, Mary and Joseph. (laughs) Now we're back. And now we're back. Now we're back. All right. So we'll talk some quick facts about the movie. Yeah. There's, some there's, fun a, facts. there's a lot of fun facts there about the movie. There are a lot of movie. fun facts, which I never knew. But first, yes. John Travolta. John Travolta. Was asked to play Forrest Gump. And then who? And then it was either um, Bill Murray mm-hmm. or Chevy Chase. Or Chevy Chase and then Bill Murray. That would have been... I cannot picture... All three of them. Yeah. Would have been a completely different movie. Yes. I think Murray might have been able to pull it off. I don't think so. You don't I, th- think I think so? out of the three of them, I think Bill Murray would have been the worst one. Really? I think the movie would have actually been offensive if he had done the movie. And there's the coffee. Coffee. There's always the coffee. The coffee is ready. Um, but I'm sitting here watching this movie with my nephew, and I know mm-hmm. that there's sex involved, which could be a little uncomfortable. Uh-huh. But you know what I like? What? You know what's happening without seeing anything. It was like that it was old in, time. It was implied. You know what's it wasn't happening. Shown. So, oh, getting back to the three. Yes. Chevy Chase cannot see because at the time he was so very heavy comedy. Yes. The same with Bill Murray. Travolta had a little bit of a more of a range going, I would think. I I just I. <sighs> Anytime I think of John Travolta, yeah, I think of uh, Saturday Night Fever. No, I think of now. Welcome to the stage, Adele Dazeem. The what? When when he when he was introducing Adina Menzel. Oh, at the, oh, 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 oh! The Oscars, the, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Butcher. A haven't seen Saturday Night Fever. Oh, that that's like you got to see that. That's like gotta his first it. movie. Then he was also in Greece. He was in Greece. Hate Greece. I was never crazy about Greece. Everybody loves Greece. I don't know I why. I can't stand Greece. Really? I also don't like Greece because I auditioned for it and I was much better than everybody else. But because I was some <laughs> chubby fat kid, <laughs> they they gave me the part who was not in the movie. And my one, I'll remember the song for the rest of my day. I'll spend my days just mooning so sad and blue, so sad and blue. And I had to moon everybody. You had to moon everybody? Yeah, mooning. That was the name of the song. Wow. And I quit because my cousins from Singapore were in town and I wanted to spend time with them. Which sounds like a lie. But it it's not a lie. It's not a lie. <laughs> no, if you know our family, that is definitely true. <laughs> you would quit. Um, okay, so so now, so now, John Travolta um, 
Bill Murray, Chevy Chase, yes. for Forrest Gump. For it nope. had to be Tom Hanks. Yes. Then for the Bubba part. For Bubba, yes. Okay, so it was, there was three others. Okay. Ice Cube. No. Um, David Allen Greer. Is no shit, Dave really, Allen yeah. Greer. And Dave Chappelle. No. Now Chappelle is what has said he regretted not taking that. I I I could see Chappelle. I could see Chappelle. I could see I could see David Allen Greer. Me too. I can't see Ice Cube. That would be too weird. Uh, Yeah, it would be weird. It would be weird. Yeah. Uh, But let's talk about the director, which I did not know. I well, not that I didn't know. I didn't realize. This was Robert Zemeckis. I did not know this. And now Zemeckis. Zemeckis. Known for <gasps> Back to the Future. One, one two, two, and three. three. Who um, framed Roger Rabbit? Yeah, I mean, I love Zemeckis. I really I, do. This movie made me consider Robert Zemeckis as one of my favorite directors. I think he is. He's definitely in there he, for me. He's attached to, to some Big names. Very. I mean, just those three. Back to the Future, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and Forrest Gump. Three of my favorite movies of all time. All directed by Robert Zemeckis. I love him. Forrest Gump was one of those movies for me that I saw as a kid and I'm like, I love that movie. And then I never thought of again. But then watching it today, he's like, you know, like as an adult, this is one of my favorite movies. This is such a damn good movie. You know, and it's funny because this is only like the second time in my life that I sat down to watch the movie from beginning to end. Right. From feather to feather. That's a You know, from feather to feather. Yes. You know, like like I did the whole... And it's what did the feather represent to you? Because, you know, there's been a lot of discussion. The feather to me represents... Being in the right place at the right time. Or is it we're all floating around in the universe and sometimes we run into who we need to, we don't know our destiny. The feather, the, yes, that's the word I was just going to use. You know? Feather represents destiny. The feather represents destiny. Because that, that's a, that's a, that's an overlaying theme in the movie, destiny. Right. Forrest right, right, is right. looking like, like, what is my destiny? He asks his, his mother on her deathbed, what right. is my destiny? She goes, that's for you to decide. That's for you to figure that, out. That's the feather. The yeah, feather can the blow feather. all over the country. It will go all over the place. Yeah. But it will land where it is supposed to land. And I'll tell you when he's standing at Jenny's grave mm-hmm. and he's talking to her and he says, are we here? You know, are we floating around? Are we meant to, you know, be with certain people? And, you know, if you need anything, I'm right here. And yeah. It kills me because you can. He loved her so, and he just yeah. wanted to protect her. Yeah, you know, but he could never protect her from herself. That was Ooh. the one thing he couldn't do. He couldn't protect is, her from that herself. That is hauntingly beautiful. Yeah, and it's funny because how many people do you know that you you truly love and would do anything for? They they can't stop hurting themselves in one way or another. Yeah. You know, whether it's the relationships they get into or, um, you know, you want the best for them and you love them and you would do anything, you know. And Why are you looking at me like that? I'm not. I'm, <laughs> I'm looking at you because I'm talking to you, but not because this is about you. <laughs> well, now we need to, what, do we need to pour coffee or we're okay? We can, we can pour coffee. That, that was, uh, yeah, sure. We can pour some coffee. We'll be right back. We can take a little coffee. Break. All right. We're going to, yeah, coffee break. Hey everybody, it's Ron again. I just wanted to come to you, 
the listener, to give you some good news and some bad news. Good news is we will be starting a new segment called Ron's Redactions. Uh, the bad news is me and Aunt Jill, we, we fucked up last episode. We, we gave you some wrong information. Uh, so this will be a recurring, uh, hopefully not a recurring segment, but we will definitely be bringing the segment back from time to time. Anytime we mess up. Last time when we were talking about Some Like It Hot, there was a point in the film where somebody grabs the grapefruit and it looks like they're going to shove it in the face of some guy, but then they don't. And we, we said that that was an homage to a James Cagney film where he shoves the grapefruit in Mate Clark's face. And we called that movie White Heat. Uh, while James Cagney was in a movie called White Heat, uh, that is not the movie. So that's where we uh, messed up a little. That movie is actually called The Public Enemy, starring James Cagney and May Clark. So uh, that's all we got. Just figured I'd uh, clear that up. It's pointless, but there are some cinephiles out there who would get so bent out of shape that they got to go to Twitter and be like, hey, Ron, you got the movie wrong. And you know what? Like, I'm right. Okay. I promise I'll go on the next podcast and post a redaction. So there you go, Stephanie and Dave. Are you happy now? Now you've been mentioned by name on this podcast with an audience of, I don't know, probably six whatever man so that's our our new segment ron's redactions so that's all i got enjoy the episode okay coffee is had we have a couple of more minutes before we were supposed to take a break but that's okay so i'm gonna finish my thought um the feather we were, we were talking about the feather the feather the fe- like the this movie is not a anxious movie like i don't feel anxious watching this movie i just feel good but then at the very end when the feather blows into the camera and and that's the end of the movie yeah i just feel this giant sigh of relief after Haley joel gets on the bus yes you want to know what i i felt he gets on the bus the son now gets on the bus the feather flies Mm -hmm. and his destiny starts it's like the oh. now like the son's life cycle destiny. His is destiny gonna, was yeah, supposed like his feather story is going to begin now. Leading into leading into there was supposed to be a sequel. Oh yeah, there yes, but Tom Hanks did not want to do sequels at the time. At the time, right? Fast forward to Toy Story two, Toy Story three, Toy Story four. And then the entire Da Vinci Code series. Exactly, exactly. Um, I, this movie, I, I there are some movies where I strongly disagree with be, like having a sequel. Like there are just some movies that should not be touched. I'm okay with this not having a sequel ever. Oh, if it has a movie a sequel, I will be so upset. Although they registered for so many um, merch licenses before this movie even came out sure. with the Bubblegum Shrimp Company yes, um, and all these other different things that they were. Which, that is, that's got to be one of the biggest merchandise what, the Bubba sch- schemes <laughs> of all time. I was, I was just in but Manhattan cause, yesterday. Because you don't like shrimp, baby. I don't like shrimp, but but when I go to Manhattan, I'll go to Bubba Gump's. Do you really? Yeah. 
I've never not, been not, to, not never to been eat there. shrimp, but like because they got like burgers and stuff. But, right, right, right. But like I go because I love this movie. That is insane. That is like a notch short of like Disney yeah, that's, merchandise. That, that's all merchandising. That is all merchandise from a movie from 1993. Right, and they were One all over the world. N- with Without a franchise. Oh, now, did you know Tom Hanks did not take uh, a salary on this? He got a percentage. I think I knew this, but go So, originally, he was supposed to get, I think, $7 million, and um, Paramount wanted to cut the budget. So, now, really? Hanks says, okay, fine, I'll take up a, a portion. So, he's been paid, I think, like $40 million on this. Holy shit. Yeah, so he did much better, too. He did much way. better. Holy you know, crap. And I think Zemeckis had got percentage points, too, instead. Does, does, um, do they get percentage points from Bubba Gumps? Uh, that I don't know. That I don't know. That's that is probably a Paramount thing because his face is everywhere. Oh, maybe. Who knows? Who knows? But um, the line when he's on the bus and he meets Bubba yes. and he says, "My name is Forrest Gump." People call me Forrest Gump. He uh. ad libbed that line. That wasn't in there. Oh, and really? Zemeckis loved it, so he kept it in. All right. Um, so how about we do a couple of quick facts? Sure. All right. So, which I never noticed before, but for every major transition in Gump's, in Forrest's life, he's wearing a blue checkered shirt. Yes. Either a large check or a small check, mm-hmm. which I told you before yes. because I needed to keep an eye out for this because yes. I've never noticed that before. Which I'm I'm glad you told me, but I'm mad you told me because I noticed it throughout the entire film. And, and it drove, pissed me the fuck off. It drove you crazy. It drove me crazy. <laughs> but I didn't tell you that every photo of him in the movie, like on the ping pong ball, yes. on the on the magazine, uh-huh. his eyes his are eyes closed. are closed. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I noticed that by myself. Oh, you did yes. notice that. Okay. Yes. Oh, when he's playing ping, ping pong. Yeah. And the guy is first going to, come on, I'll show you how to play. And he's yeah. holding the ball. He goes, never take your yeah. eye uh-huh. off the ball. Yes. Whenever he's playing ping pong, he never blinks. And his eye is that on the is ball. That is wild. Yeah. So, oh, and when they're playing, mm-hmm. right, that's the only CGI in there is that ball. Oh, you thought he was really playing? I thought he was really. Playing. I know he made it look pretty good. He looked, I have he looked to pretty say, good. Look- what did not look good with CGI? Why all of the historical figures? Whenever they had to talk to Forrest Gump. Oh, oh, oh! It was you pretty, can tell them. Which, which was only, like when was the first Captain America movie made? Have you seen the any of the Marvel movies? He's some. Some. Oh, we're oh, we're all right. So listen, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. In case you don't know, whenever a bell rings, <laughs> an angel gets its wings. Not only does an angel get its wings, but but Ron says, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, which is Angel's time to bless herself <laughs> and say, let us continue. Okay. Um, where was I going with this? You were talking about CGI. CGI. In the first Captain, Amar- Captain America movie. Yes. Before Chris Evans turns into... Captain, Captain America, America, when he's still Steve Rogers. And when he's skinny. When he's skinny. With no muscles. With no muscles. Very, yes. But very... they superimpose Chris Evans' actual head. Yes. Onto this tiny body. Chris Evans, what does his real body look like? The Captain America. The Captain America. Oh, I think I have a newfound appreciation for Chris Evans. <laughs> because I always thought that was the CGI. No, part. no, no. Oh, See, no. I, you know, it, it gets to a point where there's so much CGI in a movie, it kind of ruins it for me. 
because it's what's real and what's not real. Muscles are real. Well, that is one hunk of a man. (laughs) (laughs) Uncle Tom, go away. Giving me the vapors. Anyway. Woo-hoo. Ooh, Nelly. I got to watch Captain America again. Good night, Ron. Go home. (laughs) I just got to go. Love you. Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay. What were we talking about? We were talking about CGI versus real and Chris Evans' muscles. Forrest Gump. Whenever the, whenever a historical figure talks to yes. Forrest. So, it almost looks like the Howdy Doody mouth. Yes. I, it, yes. That, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. When, when John Lennon, which that scene was hilarious now that I understand it. Yes. Well, you have to remember, it's 94, 90, limited in yes. the technology. Yes. You know, if you had to do that now, I mean, right now, they're actually... Well, they're doing... Well, they did it with... Uh, like, the big one was with uh, Rogue One in Star Wars. They do CGI of Carrie Fisher and um, General Torkin, um, because Carrie Fisher obviously is looked much different than yes. her 1977 version yes. in 2016. Yes. And then General Torkin's actor character, he, he passed away. So in order to add them into the story, they CGI'd like Kurt whole- Russell in Guardian of the Galaxies 2. Yes. They, okay. Okay. One of my favorite movies. Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy is one. one. Volume one. I like that better than two, but I love two. That's a conversation for another day. We'll have a Marvel day. Okay. So. But, anywho. Yeah, I just thought that was weird. That's yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. Took yeah. me five minutes to get there. And you know, it's <laughs> funny because there's so many... I didn't realize how many historical figures were shot. In the 60s and 70s. Yeah. That's a lot. You know, you had Robert Kennedy, you had John Kennedy, you had um, uh, Wallace, mm-hmm. Wilmot... <laughs> Anyway, that's another story. John Lennon, mm-hmm. um, Gerald Ford, they shot at him. Ronald mm-hmm. Reagan, they shot at him. But you know what? Great music. Great music. <laughs> we always have great music. So good. Absolutely. I, I had the list pulled up. Let me see if I can find it real quick. And while you're looking at that, Tom. I have it. I have it right here. Tom Hanks' brother, younger brother, Jim Hanks. Yes. Actually was the, the, the faraway shots of him running because Tom Hanks isn't a runner. Which is very funny because Jim Hanks is also the voice of Woody in anything Tom Hanks doesn't do. A video game for a doll in the Disney parks. Tom Hanks goes, Jim, you want the uh, No, he, uh, he, Tom Hanks goes, I don't want this. Jim, you can have it. Wow. So that's really funny. That's actually pretty cool, though. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's kind of cool. He sounds just like his brother. Sounds Yeah. He does. But, well, the doll, you pull in the string. Yeah, you're not going to notice it too much of the doll. Correct. But, I mean, like, in For the... For a kid, the, it sounds close enough to Woody. Yes. You know? Now, the music... Somebody's poisoned the water hole. <laughs> There's a snake in my boot. The Never music. Mind. The music. Music. It went from... This is this was one, uh, one thing that I... Oh, wait. Loved. And Kurt Russell did the voice of Elvis... In this, in Forest Company, was not credited with it. Oh, really? Kurt Russell, yes. Going into the first song uh, on the soundtrack album. Yes. Hound Dog, Elvis Presley. Yes. First thing. The Doors had the most. The Doors had the most. I think six Doors songs on the soundtrack. Um, Yeah, Jimi Hendrix. There's a lot of Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. And when, when, um, 
when Forrest Gump and Bubba meet Lieutenant Dan for the first time in the yes. camp, it it goes from fortunate son, yes, into I can't help myself, yes, into respect, yes, into rainy day women, yes, and uh, may, maybe I I forget where it comes in the movie California Dreaming, Mama's in the box. That's while they're they're um it, they're in the jungle. Yes, it, and it, and it doesn't stop. Doesn't it's just stop. this. Awesome medley of songs. Yeah, it goes yeah, yeah. into it, into yeah. it, and it's just so good. A really great soundtrack, and that's it's funny because I I used to purchase a lot of CDs. Yeah, I remember that. And the Forrest Gump soundtrack I had it was a double CD. Really? Yeah, I still have it. It's it's so weird to think that the music of this like I, I identify um, Fortunate Son. Yeah, CCR. Mm-hmm. That that's a Forrest Gump song. Do you? I, I, I when I hear that song, I think of Forrest Gump. Music. Right, 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 right. Yeah. See, all, all these songs when I hear them, I think of my childhood. You know, because I'm a, yeah. a product of the '60s and the '70s, and my mom used to listen to this awesome music. So yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm very keyed in with the soundtrack of my own life. Awesome. Yeah. All right, we're gonna take a break. We'll be back. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna do two movies, one synopsis. Okay. So I'm gonna read you the synopsis. Okay. And it's going to relate to two different movies. Two different movies. You have to tell me what two movies they are. I'm gonna give you the year that the, those movies were were made. Okay. Yep. And the synopsis that could help. All right. Okay. Ready? Yes. Okay. An ordinary person with a mundane life spends part of their time as a much cooler alternate identity with their own cult following. The movies were made in 1999 and 2009. Wow. Could it be one is um, The Mask? No. No. Okay. Um, with their own cults following. That's what's throwing me one off. One is a pop star. A pop star. And one, if I if I say it, it's going to give it away. Um, God, run. One is a fighter. Oh, is it like like Fight Club or something? Fight Club is one of them. Fight Club. You 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 might not get the next one, but I want to. And that's the two thousand nine. Two thousand nine is the one you may not get. I'm pop star, girl, crazy cool pop star. Crazy cool pop star. I I'm stumped. Hannah Montana. I, you know, <laughs> I was gonna say Hannah Montana. You were not. You're so full of shit. She popped into my head. Did she? Actually, I was. I was thinking. Um, there's another movie with Madonna mm. and one of the Arquettes. Uh, something about Mary. No, it's not something <laughs> about Mary. Uh, desperately seeking Susan. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, which yeah, yeah. Is, yeah, has nothing to do with either one, but it's okay. Anywho. Uh, so can we play my game quick? Yes. Okay. Um, which is the first line of a movie. No. No? It's, well, that's why it's easy, because it gives you the first line of the plot. Of the plot. Okay. Much easier. Okay. It even gives you the actor. Oh. I may not give you the actor, because that would be too easy. Okay. Let's try this one. All right. In 1936... An archaeologist braves an ancient Peruvian temple filled with booby traps to, re- to retrieve a golden idol. Okay, that's Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yes. Okay, Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. Okay. In 1985, an awkward, shy, an, sorry, an awkward and shy 16-year-old high schooler lands a prom date with his dream girl. 
In is the movie made in 1985 or it takes place in 1985? It, it takes place in 1985. It takes place in 1985. I'll give you the actor. It's Ben Stiller. Oh, something's not married. <laughs> yes. That's a <laughs> Prince and Beads. <laughs> um, an aspiring journalist lands the job a million girls would ki would kill for. Junior personal assistant to Miranda Priestley, the icy editor in chief of Runway Fashion Magazine. Would you like the uh, actress? The actress. Jennifer Garner? No. Okay, who? Meryl Streep. Oh, The Devil Wears Prada. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, that's all. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, okay. Largely because of his mother's drug addiction, 17-year-old Michael Oper spends most of his life in foster care with different families. Okay, Michael Orr. Sorry. And that's the blind side. With? With Sandra Bullock? Yes. Okay. A sadistic serial killer calling himself Scorpio murders a girl in a swimming pool using a high-powered rifle. I don't know this one. It is Dirty Harry with Clint Eastwood. I never saw Dirty Harry. Neither have I. And your your uncle is a huge Dirty Harry fan. Really? Yeah, you feeling lucky, punk? <laughs> oh, is that where it's from? Yes. Oh, yes, okay. yes, yes, yes. Let's do one more. All right, one more. In 1939, the yes. Germans moved Polish Jews from the Krakow ghetto as World War II begins. I'm saying that word wrong, but... Krakow? Yep. Okay. In 1939, is this movie from 39? No. Is it Schindler's List? Schindler's List. Oh, man, what a movie. I haven't seen it. Hey. Every time you say, Every, haven't seen I it, I, I have an uncontrollable urge to smack you right upside the Don't head. Don't smack me. I smack my parents. <laughs> well, you know, it's 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 one of those things. You, you either love them or you... It, I, I'm, I'm an anomaly because I love movies, but I haven't seen a lot of movies. You know, I got to tell you. I haven't seen a lot of movies that I should have seen. One, you know what I have seen a lot of? Marvel movies. As of recently, yes. Okay. But as a child. Uh, Disney animated movies. Um, My sure. My kids lived on those. Sure. Yeah. Um, a lot of Mel Brooks, surprisingly enough. Love Mel Brooks. Love Mel Brooks. Yes. And Who Friend Roger Rabbit. Yes. I remember, oh man, I remember going on a road trip and we had like a... Like a, like a DVD player in, yes, the, in the car. Yes, yes, And I remember going to the library and seeing Who Framed Roger Rabbit. And I have never heard of Who Framed Roger Rabbit at that point. Right. And I was just like, Mom, we need to watch this because this is such a great movie. She goes, do you know what the movie's about? And I'm like, nope, but I heard it's great. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Oh, you know why? Why? Because Roger Rabbit yeah. was in those Disney sing-along Tapes. Oh. And I saw Roger Rabbit and I was like, that's a, the movie that, that he's movie. in. Yeah, you know, it's funny because as you were, I'm glimpsing over the AFI list because now we have to pick, we're have to pick a movie the next movie. And the, uh, one of my all time favorite movies mm -hmm. is not on this list. What is your favorite movie? One of my all time favorites is Harvey. Harvey? With James Stewart. And he has a six. Put three and a half inch invisible rabbit. 
named Harvey. Oh, okay. And God, it's just such a sweet movie. Okay. I was, I was really about to sweet. say it sounds it's actually very... a, It was a play on Broadway before really? it was a movie. Yeah. I was going yeah. to say it sounds very Donnie Darko. No. But then you said it was a sweet movie. And oh, no, no, no. Mind. No, no. And I know it's not on the list, but yeah. that's one that we need to watch together because it's delightful. I'm thinking... And I would love to see the expression on your face as you watch <laughs> this movie. I was just thinking, like, at some point we should we should veer off of... The list. The list. Yeah. What I would really like to do, I would like to go see a movie that's in theaters. Now. Now. Maybe we can take a trip to the movies. Maybe we'll do a trip Maybe. to the movies. We'll, we'll, we'll see. No guarantees. However. Yeah. It is time to pick okay. a movie. So we're going to ask Siri. Siri. I Siri. have the list up. So when Okay, perfect. Ready. Perfect. Pick a number between 1 and 100. It's 73. 73. 73. She gave me 74 last time. All right, let's see. Um, 73. Oh. <gasps> Butch oh. Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Haven't seen it is another one that I really want to see. You haven't seen it. No. This, true this, story. The true story? Absolutely. The fact that I haven't seen it or this movie? <laughs> Probably both. both. No, but it is a true story. Is it really? Okay. It was really a Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Interesting. And one of my favorite songs came out of this movie. What, what song? Oh, Raindrops Keep Falling On <gasps> Yeah, it's oh a great movie. Okay. And you want to know something? What's that? Never watched it in its entirety in one sitting. I'm very excited. <laughs> it's another one that was featured on The Great Movie Ride. Was it really Butch Cassidy? In the finale film. Okay, when they're jumping? Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The jump scene. Yeah, very famous Does scene. he curse when he, when he jumps? You know, does he say, oh, shit? I think he says, oh, shit. I don't know. Because they, I think they slipped that in. They might have. And, you know, it's so funny because up until a certain point, you didn't mm. even hear shit in a movie. Up until yeah. a certain point, you never heard. I'm, I've been noticing that Godfather very... was pretty out there. Really? Goodfellas. Oh, my Lord. Or Joe Pesci in any movie. <laughs> Joe Pesci. <laughs> I can't say one of my favorite lines. Oh, <laughs> my God. He's he's too much. He anyway. Too much. Aunt Jill. <laughs> I, I love you. I love you. Coffee cup clink. Coffee club clink. Coffee cup clink. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Coffee Clutch with Ron and Jill was recorded live in front of Uncle Tom in Aunt Jill's kitchen. Remember, there's always coffee on at Aunt Jill's. Starring Ron Gross and Jill Gross. Edited by Tom DeMichael. Logo by Seth Glicksman. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Coffee Clutch Pod. Don't forget to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts.